Hi there and welcome back to Truth Diving. We left off in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and we already saw how Saul is still the king over Israel but the spirit of the Lord has departed from Saul. The Lord has rejected Saul from being king. We see David has been anointed as the next king over Israel. And Saul, we went over how Saul had harmful spirits then kind of tormenting him and he actually used David in his service to David to play the music to to comfort him when this when this comes and so we see David getting getting favor with the king we see David you know having success and things anointed as the king over Israel even though this is not public yet but he's starting to to rise the ranks you'd say and then in verse in chapter 17 where he finished off with that scene with David and Goliath, that despite all the disadvantages, despite the fact that not only was Goliath a giant, but David was also, David was small. He was the youngest of his brothers. He was just a shepherd. He wasn't a warrior. He was really the opposite of what you'd picture as a warrior or as a king. But we see with the power of God that David conquered Goliath. And so now we pick up there in in uh, chapter 18 of 1 Samuel. And here we see that after these events take place, Saul takes David home, and Saul keeps him there under his service. And this time does not Saul doesn't let David return home, but David stays there with Saul. And we see Jonathan, who's the son of Saul, and David start to form this friendship. They start to form this friendship, and they, they actually form a covenant between each other because of their love for one another. And then in verse 5, it says that while David's there, he just continues to have success. And whatever it is that Saul that Saul has him do, whatever missions, whatever assignments, David just continually has success. One day we read that David and Saul were returning after battling with the Philistines. And what Saul hears is, Saul hears the people the people cheering for David and praising David and giving David more honor than they even give to Saul. And so this really makes him unhappy to the point that one of these times when he is being, when, when he has this harmful spirit upon him and he's, he's not in his right mind, but he's just so angry and jealous over David, he goes and he tries to kill, kill David. He tries to flat out murder David because of this jealousy because he knows that he knows that the spirit of the Lord has rejected him from king. And then it says in verse 12 when he is unsuccess- unsuccessful in killing David here, it says that Saul actually realizes not only has the spirit of the Lord left him, not only has he been rejected as king over king over Israel, but he sees that the spirit of the Lord is with David. That God is providing David with success and all these things that God's protecting him and this really makes Saul it says it makes Saul fearful of David he's fearful and he's continuing to to get more and more just building up enraged at everything here so Saul casts David out he he removes him from his presence he doesn't let him stay there there with him anymore but he just gets him out of his sight and he just makes him, it makes him a smaller, a leader over a thousand men. 
but it says that David still continues to he, he still continues to be successful and he's finding favor in Israel and Judah and he's continuing to be more successful and more favorable than Saul himself is so then we see Saul try to give David his daughter in marriage and if this doesn't sum up the difference of the hearts of David and Saul Saul knows that the that the spirit of the Lord is no longer with him. He knows that he's no longer accepted as king. And so he tries to do this. It says he specifically tries to do this as a snare for David to to get David killed by the Philistines basically as a distraction or just as a way to to send David to the Philistines to get him killed, get him gotten rid of. And so he's doing this out of evil. And David who David is the one who has been anointed to be the next king over Israel. David knows that he is the next king, and really he's the rightful king. David still, despite everything he sees in Saul, he still honors Saul as king. And he even says that, Who am I, a humble shepherd? Who am I to deserve to be the son-in-law of the king? But Saul's servants come, and they, they convince David they convince him to to want to marry Saul's daughter. So Saul sends David on a mission to a mission to to marry his daughter. And really this is nothing more than a suicide mission he gives him to the Philistines. Saul sends him pretty much just so that he will get killed once again. But instead of that happening, we see David be successful. He returns he returns from this assignment from Saul, and he's victorious, and he conquers it, and so he marries Saul's daughter. And this just makes things worse again for Saul. David marries his daughter Michal, and then Saul is even more afraid. He continues to be enemies with David, and now he's afraid because now he sees, he sees that Jonathan loves David, and his daughter loves David, that David is, he has the favor of the Lord, he's gaining the favor of the people, and so it just continues to, to pit Saul against David in a wicked and unrighteous and undeserved way, but it's continuing to pit Saul against David. In chapter 19 is when we see Saul start to actually actively, actively go out of his way, actively pursue and trying to kill David. And Jonathan, who, you know, Saul's son Jonathan, who has made this covenant with David, who has become close with David, their friends, tries to go and talk to Saul. He goes and he talks to Saul, to Saul, and he says, "You know, what is what what is going on here? What why are you trying to kill David? He what did he do wrong? Why are you trying to do this?" And Saul tells Saul tells um, Jonathan that he's not going to try to kill David, but as soon as he has the opportunity, he sees that that is clearly Jonathan sees that he that was clearly a lie because as soon as Saul has the opportunity, he goes right after David again. And this time, David's wife, Saul's daughter, Michal, helps David to escape in the night. And so David flees, and now Jonathan meets with David and attempts to, to warn David. He promises that, that he's going to talk to Saul some more, and if there's any chance, if there's any danger, he's going to warn David. He's going to help David escape his father. Because of this bond, because of this, this friendship, he's going to... To help David to escape even his own father. 
And so David comes up with this idea and he says, well, here's how we're going to find out if Saul is actually out to get me or not. He says, I'm going to skip the feast. I'm going to skip the feast that everyone should be at. And then if Saul misses me, you know, if he's concerned about me, that's one thing. If he's angry that I'm not there, clearly he has some plan, some alternative motives there. And clearly he is angry because, not because I'm not there, but because he doesn't have the opportunity to kill me. And so that's exactly what we see happen. David skips the feast and Saul asks, asks Jonathan about it. And when Jonathan says, well, David asked if he could return home to make these sacrifices with his family. And I, so I let him go home so he'll be gone for a couple of days. And Saul is just outraged because David's not there. And Saul knows that he's, he's looking for a time to kill David. So Jonathan goes and Jonathan reports this to David. And they say their goodbyes and they continue to, to make to promise each other that, you know, they would always be, you know, David and Jonathan have this mutual friendship to promise that they will always be looking out for each other, even though they are leaving now. So, so, so David leaves because Saul, it's been confirmed that Saul is, Saul's gonna kill you as soon as he gets a chance. And so over the next couple of chapters here in Samuel, we see this. We see just time after time Saul just pursuing David and still going after David, still trying to kill David. All because of because of this jealousy, because of this animity he has towards him. And then when we come to chapter 24, we read of a story when David and his men are inside of a cave. They're way in the back of the cave when Saul comes and Saul doesn't know that they're there. Saul doesn't see him or anything. And so David has the opportunity to kill Saul. He has the opportunity to end it right then and there. And what David does is David sneaks up to Saul. And he cuts the corner of his robe off. And all of his men are telling him. All of his men are telling him that he needs to kill Saul. That this is his time. But David refuses. David says that he is not going to lay a hand on the Lord's anointed one. And so as soon as Saul leaves the cave, David comes running out and he calls to him and he shows him the corner of his robe. David basically tells Saul that, you know, I had the opportunity to kill you here, but I, but I wouldn't do it. And David actually, it says that he even felt almost like a guilt for that, even if it was just for a moment that he, and kind of implies that he had this moment of a thought to, to kill Saul. Because of you know to, to to kill him to to really defend himself, but but he has this just fleeting moment, and so David comes out and he is still honoring Saul as king. He is still refusing to to enact vengeance or even self defense against the king, and so Saul in verse twenty tells David he tells him. He tells him that he has sinned, and in verse 20 of chapter 24, so we see that Saul, when he's in his right mind at least, he even acknowledges that king that David will be the king eventually. He says that he will be king and that he's that he is wrong. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be trying to kill him, but David is gonna be the king, and David's gonna do good things. But then in chapter 26, we see the same thing happen again. Saul once again comes out, and once again he's pursuing David. This time he's pursuing him out in the wilderness, and he's 
again trying to track him down to kill David. And David hears that Saul had come out to the wilderness. So he took one of his men with him, and they snuck into Saul's camp out in, down in the middle of the night. And so they sneak into his camp, and they find all the men, including Saul, are sleeping. And David's, you know, David, the man David has with him says that, David, this is your chance. The Lord has given Saul into your hand. And so let me strike Saul down. He's right here. He's sleeping. The Lord has given you this opportunity to allow me to kill Saul so you'll be free of this. But David's response in verse 10 is, As the Lord lives, the Lord will strike him, or this day he will come to die. He will go down into battle. The Lord will strike him, or his day will come to die, or he will go into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. So once again, we see David have the opportunity right then and there to to kill Saul, to end the whole thing. But not only does he refuse to enact vengeance, refuse to to get his payback, which is just payback really, but David again refers to Saul as the Lord's anointed. David doesn't enact revenge. He, but he, what he does is he trusts God for his justice. He trusts that if it's God's will, if this is truly just, then Saul's day will come or Saul will perish in battle or something. But he is trusting that God is going to carry out his will. And he's trusting with his own safety that Saul repeatedly tries to kill David. And instead of taking his own power and killing Saul and ending the whole thing, He's going to go forward and continue to trust that God is protecting him from that situation. So after, once again, David confronts Saul and David says, you know, once again, I had the opportunity to kill you, but I, I, I didn't do it because, you know, you are the Lord's anointed. And he still honors Saul. Saul, once again, tells David, you know, tells him that he knows he's going to be king and that he's going to do great things. And so they part ways. They part ways, Saul returns home. This time, David knows, you know, this has happened a couple of times before. So this time, David flees to, he actually goes and lives amongst the Philistines, which is, you know, the Philistines are where Goliath was from. They're the enemy of Israel. And so David is so desperate that he goes and he lives in the Philistines, knowing that he said, I'm pretty much just going to have to hide out and wait long enough for Saul to stop trying to kill me because Saul's going to try to kill me and I'm not going to kill him so I just have to hide out and wait here so while David is with the Philistines in chapter 27 we read that David would he would go out and he would raid against the Geshurites the Gerzites and the Amalekites but then when he would return and the Philistines would ask him you know where were you at what were you doing he would tell them that he was he would tell them he was actually raiding against the Negev of Judah. And that Negev actually means, that means the south or the southern part of Judah. So David would go and he was raiding against these, these little nations who, they were actually remnants of, of Israel's original enemies. So he was going out and he was raiding against these people. And he was not raiding at all against Israel. Though he would tell the Philistines that he was. He would tell the Philistines, oh yeah, I was going out to Judah. And he did this, what we see here is him doing this to, 
to try and get the Philistines to trust him. And I saw an interesting point of it is he told the Philistines that he that he was going to the Negev of Judah, and that actually means the south part of Judah. And so he was technically not lying to the Philistines. He was he was being deceitful. He was saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going out here to the southern part of Judah and I'm raiding." So the Philistines thought he was raiding against Israel. When in reality he was not fighting against Israel. He was fighting against Israel's enemies. Just kind of laying low and trying to get the Philistines to to trust him. Not to suspect him or anything like that. And then when the Philistines do go out to fight against Israel. Even though though David David is telling them he's been... You know, he he says, I, I abandoned Israel. I've been fighting against them. They still don't take David out with them. They go out to fight against Israel, but they still say, no, we can't take that man David because he's from there, and in the midst of the battle, he might he might turn and he might, you know, renew his loyalty to Israel. So the Philistines go out, and they fight against Israel without David. And after they're out fighting, um, in chapter 31... We see that Jonathan and Saul are killed by by the Philistines. We see that Jonathan was killed and Saul was wounded by the Philistine archers. And so Saul turns to his armor bearer and he tells him to to kill him. He says, says, you need to finish me off because I don't want these uncircumcised Philistines to come and to and to treat me badly. So I'm wounded. I'm not going to I'm not going to make it anyway. So just kill me. But his armor bearer, his armor bearer as well, refuses. To, he says, "I can't, I can't, I can't lay a hand on you know the the Lord's anointed. I can't kill the king of Israel. I can't do it." So what Saul does is he falls on his own sword. There, he he falls on his own sword to try and kill himself. I mean, he's dead. And he he knows he's going to be dead anyway. So he tries to he tries to off himself before the Philistines capture him. And then in chapter 1 of 2 Samuel, David hears about Saul's death. What he hears is there was an Amalekite who, who escaped that camp. He was, out, he was a part of the battle, and he escaped, and he comes in contact with David. And David asks him, you know, where are you from? How are things, how are the, how's the battle? And he tells him, he actually tells him that he came, he came upon King Saul, who was laying there on his sword and he wasn't actually he wasn't dying he was laying there the same kind of thing he was he was gonna die but but he he wasn't dead yet and so Saul told this this random man there who came across him he said he said you need need to kill me because I'm not gonna make it anyway so just kill me and so this time the guy does this Amalekite kills King Saul and that's what he tells David he says I know he's dead because I'm the one who killed him because he was laying there, and he he was he was gonna he was he was gonna die. So I finished him off there. And David, despite the fact that this is the man who has been hunting him, has been has been trying to kill him repeatedly. What David does is David mourns. He mourns for Saul. He mourns for Jonathan. He honors their deaths, and then he has this man executed because he killed the king of Israel. I mean that sounds kind of harsh to us. It sounds kind of crazy. Like really, he he had this guy killed, but it's 
it was him, it was David honoring, you know, he was saying until the very last minute, Saul was still the king of Israel. He was still the king. He's, David was still giving Saul the honor of the king of Israel. And that's something that reading this story, that's one thing that we can definitely take from, is David's reaction to this whole thing. Through all these trials, through everything that he went through, David's responses are something that they might seem like, wow, that's pretty drastic. I mean, he was he was really setting himself up by serving Saul. But really, that's something that we could probably use a little bit more in our day and age. The fact that he still respected he respected the king of Israel. And these were trials, these were hardships brought on David that were caused by Saul, repeatedly caused by Saul. It wasn't even that David disliked Saul or disagreed with him, but Saul was just downright evil to him at times. We see that Saul did not hold his promise to give David his daughter. Remember I said that Saul sent David on that mission to give to give him his daughter in marriage. But last week when we read chapter 17, when David fought Goliath, Saul had promised his daughter to whoever it was who defeated Goliath. So first, Saul didn't, he did not follow through with his word to give David his, his daughter in marriage after defeating Goliath. Then he says, here, you can, ha- you can have my other daughter, you can marry her, you just need to go do this thing for me. Well, that thing was, a suicide mission to the Philistines. It was not even an intention to be a hard, it was not even an intention to to keep his daughter. It was flat out Saul was trying to send David to his death. And then Saul repeatedly tried to flat out murder David multiple times before hunting him down. But through this all, through time and time again, we see that David still honors the king. He honors Saul as the king over Israel. And that's not because of Saul's actions, but it's because of the, of the position that he holds. And that's something that we can take to heart a little bit. The fact that David honored King Saul, even when Saul himself did not deserve it. But he was honoring the king. On multiple occasions, we see that David absolutely refuses to get revenge on Saul. He has the Despite how easy the opportunity is, despite how justified it is, David still David still refuses to get revenge. We see that David still knows that revenge goes to God alone, and David refused to take that revenge for himself or for his own desires. Even when life when David's life was in danger, David still would continue to to look to God to protect him to enact that justice upon Saul, upon the king, to follow through with his promises to make David the king of Israel. And then even after Saul's death, David still does nothing but honor Saul. Again, not because of necessarily the person he was, and definitely not because of the things he did, but he still honors Saul, that he still was the king of Israel, and he still was, at one point in time, he was chosen by God and that's what David is honoring well thanks again for listening to Truth Diving and I hope that you will tune in again next time